civil-military relations and Black Lives Matter. Hello listeners, since we recorded our episode about how to make Black Lives Matter, a couple of really important things have happened and I thought it was worth recording some supplementary material because I think this extra stuff is very important. In the 24 hours since we recorded the episode, General James Mattis and Admiral Mike Mullen have both come out and criticised President Trump. This is really, really significant, and I think people need to appreciate how significant it is. A lifetime spent in military uniform is a lifetime commitment to doing your duty and to accepting orders as long as they're lawful. Note I said as long as they're lawful. Whether they're immoral is a whole other issue. They can be immoral and lawful as long as they're not immoral and unlawful. So we've got the remarkable situation that for two people for whom duty has been such a huge part of their lives, they've both come out and criticised President Trump's behaviour over the last few days since the murder of George Floyd. In Jim Mattis's case, he's come out and said that this is the first president in living memory who's actively tried to divide the American people rather than unite them. And in Mike Mullen's case, he's raised serious questions about the legitimacy of getting United States troops onto the streets of the US to do what should be policing. Now, using National Guard is something that has happened historically with rioting, but President Trump has been talking about using full-time professional military personnel, not just National Guard, which is more essentially turning the military into a hyper-aggressive police force. The military's role is largely to manage and apply violence, and asking them to do policing is to say, we're going to squash citizens like this is a war zone. Mike Mullen came out and made the point that United States cities are not battle spaces. I think what is really important to me about this, and I want to kind of explain to you as listeners, is that this means that despite a lifetime of duty and a lifetime of abiding by the rule that as long as the orders were legal, you have to follow through in uniform, that here we have two people saying that how Trump is behaving is so radically different to historical examples, that his behaviour is so immoral and so detrimental to what makes America, America. And I mean the best version of America could be, not the mess it often is, that even they felt they had to say something. It appears that probably both of them have made comments in the last 24 hours about the fact that part of what they signed up to do as a life in uniform is to uphold the United States Constitution, which for most of their careers would have been the thing limiting their actions and binding what they could really do uh, as people wearing defence uniform. But the higher duty of public service means that if a president is actually behaving in a way that is detrimental to the Constitution, detrimental to democracy, detrimental to the well-being of an entire population of the country, that even they feel compelled to speak up. 
it's an incredible thing to think that the United States has a president who is only interested in self-glorification and advantage for him and his inner circle and his supporters. The essence of democracy is a majority rule with minority consent. And the United States, like a lot of countries, has a history of working out how to get this minority consent bit right. How do you make sure you include other views while you're being effectively democratic? And if a former general and a former admiral can call out this lack of ability to even act on behalf of the majority, let alone the majority and with minority consent, what is the state of politics like in the United States? What has Joe Biden had to say in the last week that is even moderately useful? We've heard some fairly intelligent things from governors about how they want the president to stay out of law and order and rule of law because they understand that you have to manage these things with care and respect. You've got to protect everyone, but also protect minorities who feel vulnerable to the power and force of policing in the state. It's an incredible thing to think that we follow every word that comes out of Trump's mouth, whether it's on Twitter or what else. And in doing so, it normalizes his piss poor behavior, his self absorption, his inability to see what is good for anyone else, or what is good for the United States, or what is good for the world. And it's not his job to do what's good for the world. He's the United States president. He was elected to predominantly serve the benefits of the United States. I guess it's a mistake we always make that the United States might want global power, but that doesn't mean it wants the globe to be a nice place. It wants to be a place that suits what the United States works. So let's not go for complete pointless altruism here. Let's just acknowledge that if the United States behaves better, that's likely to reflect well on all of us, but not expect them to be perfect. Consider how much integrity and courage it takes to stand up after a lifetime of duty that says you are always in the inferior position of following lawful orders. You are not there to challenge authority. You're there to serve it and to say there's a problem with the authority that is the United States president. If Jim Mattis and Mike Mullen can feel compelled to act in a more overtly political way, then I think it's a good indication that all of us can take a little bit more action and responsibility for demanding better of our political elites and asking more of politics and deciding that we want our societies to be something more where there is genuinely majority rule with minority consent, which is a difficult thing. But we aren't stupid, and I hope we're not lazy, and I hope that citizens in America and citizens here and citizens in all democracies can remember that the world will only be as good as what we make and that when people with a very clear moral compass like Mattis and Mullen feel overwhelmed by the situation to the point where they have to speak, even though it goes against their training, they have to go back to an oath they swore as very young men to protect something greater than just doing their job, that there is 
something about bringing people together and making a safe society that is more important than more day-to-day things. That in their courage is an example that we can all be courageous when it comes to demanding and contributing to a better society that values all lives and aims to make better societies. It's a bit of a rant. I hope it's interesting, maybe even useful. Bye for now. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the Ozcast Network. Peace out.